Hello and welcome to the DSO Connect podcast. I'm Casey. I'm Robin. And we're back. Back, yay. (laughs) We're back. We needed to take a little break during recital season to focus on our studios and, you know, life in general. But we are back now and we're excited to be back. And Robin, how the hell are you? I'm good. I feel like I've been through a, a whirlwind, but it's a good whirlwind. Yeah. Um, in my life, we usually, you know, our spring concert is like a, a holiday and my dad comes in, my dad, and my stepmom come from Connecticut this year. My brother came from Florida. Um, Brendan came from Nashville and, um, you know, then we, the people stay for days and there's crap, Maryland crabs and father's day and birthdays. And just every day there's like some combination of different people gathering and it it was you know and then you're trying to live your regular life at the same time so it was I love having a house full of people for a week and a half but I'm also ready to get back to that feeling of a quiet house a little bit and my own routine without having to like stop and have lunch with someone or you know yeah (laughs) that's a lot That's a lot. I feel like my parents always come down for the recital from Maryland. And I think that they know, they know by now, this is, you know, my, this was my 10th year and I did many recitals before that, but they know by now that like, when they're down for the recital, it's not to be entertained by me. It's not like a vacation or a visit. Like they need to do their own thing when I'm busy and then they get put to work (laughs) and that's that. Yeah. Yeah. So my family usually comes the day of the show. And then uh, they stay after. Yeah. So oh, that's nice. All the, but my son came, he was in the show. And <gasps> um, so he did three musical numbers and um, that was really nice. And I'll tell you what, the best compliment I got at the show or the one that really hit me, you know, in my heart was someone said, I'm so impressed at how your entire family rallies around and all your sons are here and you know you got one backstage you got the other well two backstage and one on stage and the other one's on stage sometimes so that meant a lot to me that is awesome and that's what we all do like how many of studio owners are like you know recruiting the husband and the husbands and kids and siblings and yeah it's a family event and I love that I love that we have the opportunity to do this Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I love having people in to help out with the show. And this year, my girlfriend helped out a lot. And that was amazing because she was like actually eager to participate and like be a part of my world and wasn't like, oh, I can't believe I have to do this. (laughs) Yeah. That stinks when your partner is not enthusiastic. But so tell me about that because she is new to this world and yeah. you know what to expect maybe. And yeah, this it. is, this is brand new to her. She didn't like, I think she danced, you know, like a year or two growing up. She has some embarrassing photos that she's shown me. They're wonderful. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is brand new to her and she was like excited to see my world and to see me in my element and to like actually help out and participate. And it was great. I had her as a runner. So she was getting kids to and from the dressing room to the stage and she took it very seriously, but like also was able to have fun with it. And she did great. She liked kids. She does like kids. She's not like 
she's not like a bubbly, like little kid kind of person like I am. Um, so she was a little overwhelmed with, with handling the little ones and then very impressed with, um, all of my staff, the way that we handled the little ones. So she's like, you guys are magic. And she, she also told me that she used me as leverage. She was like, listen, listen, Miss Casey has asked me to get you guys in this line and I really need to impress her. And they they were like, oh, it's for Miss Casey. Okay. That's great. Isn't that adorable? So you had an awesome theater this year, a big, like your biggest and most um, fantastical theater yet. Tell me about that. Yeah. So we had our show at the Altria Theater in Richmond, which is, I, I mistakenly thought that it was the largest theater on the East Coast, but I think it's the largest theater on the East Coast aside from New York City theaters. Oh. Um, so like, it's not bigger than Radio City Music Hall, but it is bigger than anything else besides those theaters on the East coast. Um, it's a beautiful historic theater. Um, it's just, you know, there's like stunning tile work everywhere and just a gorgeous, gorgeous stage, gorgeous house. Everything is, everything was beautiful. Um, and you know, the dressing rooms were, were lovely and it was just, oh, it was just really nice. Was your, were your families impressed? Like, oh yeah, he brought out the good China this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they sure were. I did a, well, it was quite a roller coaster to get a venue this year. I had a lot of trouble for our regular listeners. You'll remember that I had a lot of trouble finding a venue. Um, so I didn't have this like actually nailed down and secured until like April for my June show, like the middle or late April for my June show. So everybody at the studio was like, where's it going to be? And so I sent out, I kept on sending out like emails and stuff like, Hey, we're working on our venue, getting our venue secured. As soon as the ink's dry on the contract, we will let you know right away where the the recital is going to be held. And so people were very eager to find out. Um, And I think everybody who knows me knew that I was very stressed about it because they know that I'm such a meticulous planner and there's no way that I would have just left this to the last minute. So everybody kind of knew that it was, something was up. So did you have to um, adjust your ticket prices or your performance fee in order at kind of at the last minute? Yeah. Um, so did so, anybody push back on that? Like, oh, well, it's not our fault. You had to get a fancy, fancy theater. Nobody pushed back on it. I think people were, uh, I, I didn't, I, I, so I charged my performance fee in November. So I wasn't able to adjust that. Um, if I had known ahead of time that we would have been at the Altria, I would have adjusted that before charging those fees, but the timing just didn't work out, but I did increase my ticket price. I increased it to twenty eight seventy five, um, and I from got what? from what usually a range of like thirteen to twenty. Oh, that's a jump! It's yeah, it was a jump, and so I got one email from a brand new parent, um, but you know, a family new to the studio. Or they're I think they're in my three year old class, and they just asked if this is the regular price for tickets. And I said, no, usually it's between this and this. And we had to increase the price this year because of the venue. Um, but that's not typical for our recital ticket prices. I can't guarantee what the price will be for next year, but you know, you think you'll use the theater again. 
I don't. Um, it was just too expensive. I'm not making, I didn't make any money. I, I lost money on this show. Um, and I don't think that like, like maybe I'll use it again for like my 20th, you know, maybe it'll be for a special events. Um, but this was my 10th anniversary show and it, um, yeah, it was, you know, our first show after the pandemic. And I also like didn't have any other options. So maybe I'll come back in 10 years for our 20th anniversary show, but, um, for like a right, not a regular, but for your, you know, I guess average recital, it it was just too much. I'd have to, in order to actually make money on it, I would have to, I did the math and I'd have to increase the ticket sales to like 45 per ticket. Um, and I don't, and I don't think anybody would be willing to pay that. Yeah. You know, um, what we do, which is helpful is we have reserved a couple seats in the back, not a couple, like a couple rows in the back mm-hmm. and we charge like $18 and then the, the rest of the tickets are 28. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there's a family that, you know, is not able to do $28 for their family of seven or whatever, there is that cheaper option. And most people don't choose it, but it's there for those people. Also, like if you want to bring your kids friends and Mm. you're not going to, you know, you're not going to want to pay a bunch of money for a bunch of seven-year-old girls that aren't your own kids. You know what I mean? Like that kind of has worked for us. Um, That's interesting. And they don't, they don't sell out by any means. Like everyone (laughs) wants to be in the front and they're great seats. But anyway, that's just an idea. Yeah. I like that idea. I, I didn't do assigned seating. I did all general admission this year just because the theater is so big and it seemed silly to like, you know, and I also wanted people to be able to sit where they felt comfortable because we weren't requiring masks. So I wanted people to be able to spread out if they really wanted to. Um, so yeah, but it was, it was great. It was a great show, you know, first, you know, real recital with a real audience in a real theater since 2019. And I had five graduating seniors. So wow. that what was, did you do for them? Did you do any, they special? each got, they each got a solo. Uh-huh. Um, and I had it be, I gave them the option of doing a solo. And originally one of them didn't want to, she's one of our recreational dancers and, you know, just was like last year at the recital, which was in a church gymnasium stage with like only a hand, I think five people per dancer in oh, the audience. She had a pretty major meltdown before going on stage before performing. And so I was like, not expecting her to want to do a solo, uh, you know, at the Altria. Um, <laughs> and she at the last minute was like, I think I actually do want to do a solo but she did it as a surprise to her parents. They wow. had no idea that she was doing this. So she stepped out on stage for her solo and there was like a gasp in the audience. Oh, that's so nice. Right. Isn't that great? Um, so did you um, work with her on the solo? Was there enough time? There was enough time. One of my faculty worked with her and choreographed her solo and it turned out beautifully. And this one, this one of my faculty, Miss Sky, she's incredible at, really highlighting the strengths of dancers of all ability levels. She That's is just great. so good at that. And so she made this dancer look absolutely gorgeous on stage, even though she's, you know, a wreck kid, but that's, you know, that's fine. Um, yeah. So that was great. So each senior did, uh, did a solo in the show. And then um, before the finale, I brought out my five-year dancers, my 10-year dancers. So 
I had three wow. dancers who have been with me from the very beginning. Um, and then oh. my seniors and, uh, the 10 year dancers got little trophies, um, like crystal trophies with their names and stuff engraved on them. And then my seniors got, um, I had dancers come out and bring them bouquets of flowers, but they also got a scrapbook. So I had my work study students work on this. We pulled, we went through all of our photos, like from the last 10 years and pulled out photos of of the seniors throughout the years, got them printed. And then, then they made scrapbooks and had dancers and teachers sign the scrapbooks. So that was, that was cool. That's great. That's something that I want to do. We, we don't have, we didn't have any seniors this year and we won't mm-hmm. have any next year, but in 2024, we'll have like five of them. Yeah. And I do want to do um, the, the scrapbook idea. I think that's a great idea that I've never actually gotten my stuff together to do, but yeah, that's on my, my list for sure. It, it, it brings me back to the episode that we did about organization where we talked about like how we organize our physical spaces and how we organize all of our digital files and having your photos well organized i can't tell you how much easier it makes that process so like having you know i'll have a a folder in my pictures album for each event that we do and then another album in those folders for each class so like instead of just all the pictures for the whole recital, it's here's the album for Kids in Motion 1, here's the album for Kids in Motion 2, here's the album for Accelerated Amethyst Ballet, you know? So like you can easily print a record of what classes your seniors were in each year and then go find that class's pictures from the recital. Wow, that's that's great, that's great. Yeah. And I don't have all of my albums organized that well. So it it took a very long time to find all the pictures for all the dancers, but it was kind of fun to do. Look back through everything. I need to lock myself in a place with no internet and work on organizing my pictures because what I'll do (laughs) is every once in a while, I'm like, I'm just going to start a whole new system. Ah, and yes. Then I start a whole new system. So I've got like six unfinished systems. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That'll happen. That'll happen. <laughs> Sorry for the background noise here. My studio is rocking and rolling today. I, I always think, oh, it's nice and quiet there during the day. And I forgot it's summer and we've got Aladdin and Disney camp because we're going to Disney apparently. Well, I know we're going to Disney, but <laughs> going. they're going without me and um, something else. Oh, Hot Shots camp. So we've got all kinds wow. of ruckus going on, which is exciting. So our show was. Um, yeah. How was your show? So we, our theme was fearless, mm-hmm. like fear period less. Yeah. And, I love um, that. And I really liked the way it came together because we found some like motivational, like audio. I think it was Jocko Willink, um, who, if you're into podcasts and inspirational, you know, speakers, um, he's one of the best, but he talked about, you know, the difference between being a lion or a sheep and, and, you know, how the lion, you know, takes charge of the situation. And so that was kind of a theme throughout. Like, so we opened each act with, um, like a, you know, a short inspirational little segment of a speech. And, um, 
the opening number kind of addressed what fears people have and, you know, like loneliness, um, fear of failure, um, people having anxiety and this kind of thing. And so we kind of used a lot of projections on the back of the screen to kind of carry the theme through. And um, even the little kids, like it was very age appropriate, but the song choices for the little kids was like, don't worry, be happy and um, put on a happy face. So it wasn't too weighty for them. Cause it's like, you know, of course we want to teach our children to be fearless and, and to be able to cope with things that make them uneasy and, and that are new experiences, but you have to, you know, deal with that in a different way than you would talk to a teenager. So I feel like it was a nice balance. Um, people were very excited about the theme and, um, and of course, being in a, in a nice theater like that, the, the, you have access to the lighting that is mm -hmm. so impactful and, you know, like the, but there's the fog and then there's something else that's um, not like fog. It's like fog. What, what's the other thing that's not fog? Well, like a smoke machine? Yeah. Okay. Like, isn't there a name for that? I so don't know. It doesn't matter. But, you know, you pull out all the bells and whistles. And yeah. Projections and, and all of that. So it was just, it was really nice. It that's really awesome. Good. Yay. So, and um, there, I, I do actually put in my performance packet that, my favorite day of the year is the day after the show when I get to read all the love notes. Um, and by saying that it encourages people to send me love notes. And oh, that's also, great. What a good I idea. I also tell them if they have any constructive criticism to please hold it until Tuesday. Yeah. And you know what? Nobody by then people have calmed down. Like if, if someone has a little tiny thorn in their paw about something stupid, usually by Tuesday, it's past. Yeah. Um, and there was just nothing to complain. I mean, it was really, and one of the advantages to using the same theater every year is just everybody knows the routine. Everybody yes. knows where to go. You don't have to reinvent the pickup procedure and the mm -hmm. drop-off procedure. And um, so just being at the, at the same theater for all these years um, has really been helpful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it was really good. It was, it was really good. And we made some money, which is <gasps> also a bonus. A miracle. <laughs> we just upped our ticket prices just a smidge. Yeah. Um, when it was last year, because everyone understood, because we could only sell 135 seats per show and in a thousand seat theater, that was their rule last year. Oh my gosh. Everybody had to be all spread out. So we, we explained, we just need to raise the prices and everyone was like, I get it. And then this year we just kept it. And, um, you know, you multiply five times, you know, a thousand seats and that's a little bit, that's an extra yeah, little chunk. I feel like people right now are very, um, aware that the price of everything is going up yeah and in yeah. my world i haven't hurt because we're raising our prices again mm -hmm. um and i'm expecting very little pushback because yeah. I people are just like well gas is up milk is up groceries are up everything's up so everything's up yeah absolutely makes sense that dance would go up <laughs> yeah um, yeah i increased my prices for the fall by like a tiny smidgen but yeah yeah. So anyway, it was like floating on a cloud for a week and now it's like, bam, summer back into it. <laughs> but don't forget to do your debriefs, people. That's right. 
we need to not get swept away into summer without, you know, taking a minute to do our debriefs of our holidays. I mean, our spring concerts or. Yeah. One thing that I did, um, this year that really worked well was so, so I had two nights of tech rehearsals. Thursday night was everybody. Mm -hmm. And then Friday night was just the accelerated dancers. And then the show was Saturday. So on Friday morning, I emailed all of the class moms, like the backstage volunteers to say, Hey, how did things go for you yesterday? What, or maybe it was Thursday night that I sent it. It was like, so while it's top of mind, let me know how things went. Like this is our first year using this new venue. So we don't have everything totally seamless and all ironed out yet. So what went well, what didn't go well, do you have any feedback? And I got some really good feedback. A lot of parents were like, a lot of the class moms just said, you know, it was kind of hectic in the dressing room and it was really crowded. Um, cause we had one big dressing room with like 79 kids in it. Um, wow. and some of them said simple things like, can we get some chairs in there for at least, <laughs> at least for the class moms to sit down? And I was like, oops, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cause the kids can sit on the floor, but the class moms are like, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. Which I understand and appreciate. Um, so simple things like that. Um, you know, and then I was able to work on it on Friday to implement it for Saturday. So that went really well. Um, I think one thing I'm going to do for next year that I already wrote in my notes for next year is use uh, my email marketing platform. I just, I still use MailChimp, um, but create a list um, for class moms and then have scheduled emails go out. So have one scheduled ahead of time to go out after recital that says the same thing. How did it go for you? Any feedback for next year? And that way I don't have to actually do it after recital. That's a great idea. But it's just scheduled to go out, you know, and, and also thank you. Thank you so much for everything that you've done. We really appreciate your time and energy and we value you. Um, you know, while it's top of mind, please give us some feedback on how the experience went for you. Um, one thing I also did this year for class moms was I made a, presentation, like a slide presentation and recorded on zoom, a video of it, of me, you know, narrating and going through the whole presentation. And that worked really well in the past. I've had class mom meetings either in person or on zoom. And, you know, there's always a handful of people who can't make it. So this year I just made a video and sent, I uploaded it to YouTube and emailed everybody the link and that way they could watch it on their own time. And then I had two different Q and a sessions on zoom that they could attend if they had extra questions. And that worked really well. That's a great idea. Um, a couple of years ago, I took my performance packet and broke it into chunks like mm. costumes, ticket sales, um, backstage what to expect and I just read it and then like you said I and I just took pictures of like fun times backstage that pertain to what I was saying so you know sometimes the dancers give gifts to each other backstage you can participate if you like but it's not required and you have pictures of the kids doing that thing Mm -hmm. um and so I had done this years ago and I kind of forgot about it and I recently um remembered so I scheduled them in Facebook to go to our families group, you know, like in the days, in the weeks leading up to the show, because I feel like you can hand them the packet or you can right. put it in the membership site or you can email it to them, but you can't make them read it. And I can't even make them read the, or watch the video 
Right. But if it's a small bite-sized piece that they can watch in the car line at Starbucks or something. Right. Or in the drop-off line or pickup line at school. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm just like hit them at all angles, but I do really like what you said about the Q and A. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's not the whole meeting, but it's a Q and a on zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, and the I also, thing- I also did a Q and a in my Facebook group for families, for, for anybody with any questions. So the, the zoom ones were just for class mom backstage mm. volunteers, but the one on Facebook live in the Facebook families group, I did that for anybody. And so you did a live and it was just your face and then people mm-hmm. could comment. And exactly. You yeah. And that went really well too. And I think most of the questions were some were things that were covered in the packet, which I expected. Um, but a lot of the questions were things I hadn't considered. So that was good that, that I had that. And then I was able to like, be like, Oh yeah, good question. I will email everyone about that. But I think it's just so important. You know, we complain all the time about, Oh, we send out all this information and nobody reads it. Well, you know, instead of complaining about that, I think it's important to learn from that, that not everybody is a person who reads and absorbs information by reading it. So how else can, it's just like teaching. Like if this analogy or this visualization or whatever doesn't work for one student, then you have to find another way to approach that student. So if this family doesn't read the things that you send home, or if, you know, 20% of your families don't read things that you send home, how else can you reach them? Can you reach them more readily via Facebook? Can you, um, you know, does email work? Does texting work better? You know, like something just to reach every single audience and every type of learner. Right. And I really can't stress enough how wonderful it has been for us to just don't reinvent the wheel every year. Mm -hmm. Like don't scrap it and try something brand new. Like every, I mean, people will follow the stream Mm -hmm. and if the parents who are returning have already done this and they know which way to go, then the new ones just like get in line and they go. Mm -hmm. And certainly we're open to improvements, um, but to reinvent the wheel and it really does, again, help if you can use the same venue repeatedly. Yes. Because, oh, big time. Yeah, that's huge. And just having the relationships with the, the people who with work. With the theater. The yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. I got some great feedback from the theater, from the, um, from the lighting designer and the, and the tech crew this year. As we were loading out, um, I think we had, we had the last load in the cars and we're ready to go. And so I just popped my head on the stage to... Um, you know, the crew was bringing down all the electrics and everything and revamping the stage for their next show. Um, but I just, you know, popped in to, to, Hey guys, I just want to say, thank you. You were awesome to work with. I really appreciate you. Um, and the lighting designer, the head electrician said, um, uh, you know, you, you guys were great. We weren't expecting this level of organization from a small business or something along from, from a dance studio, something along those lines, you know? And he said, like, it's really nice to work a show that's so well-organized. And I was like, Oh yeah. (laughs) I love that. We get that feedback too. And we've also, um, gotten feedback from, cause my theater is similar to yours in that I'm sure professional shows come through Yeah, mm-hmm. and I've heard them tell us that, you know, they love the way we respect the space. Mm. We clean it. I pay for janitorial, but we cl- like my class moms run a vacuum in that food room before we leave, even though the wow. janitor 
and I, I, and I walk around at the end of the night and give out bottles of wine to everybody, including the cleaning ladies. Yeah. Because, and they're like, what us? Like, we're not special. I'm like, oh yes, you are. Like, yeah. I appreciate you cleaning up the crumbs that we miss or, you know, just mm-hmm. the trash throughout. And they take good care of you when they know that they're appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. And they take good care of you when you know that when they know that you're not a hot mess, just swooping in to wreak your havoc and then, and then fly away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we have also gotten comments from like the ushers, their volunteers. Um, and it's a, a lot of older people who mm-hmm. like to, I guess if you volunteer to be an usher, you, you get, get to, to see, see the show for free. Right. And yeah. so I've heard some of the older ladies say things like, I always volunteer for your shows because I'm <gasps> so good. And um, yeah. And these old ladies do not play around. Like they will come to no. me tell me like, excuse me, you're not supposed to have your water in this theater. And I'm like, do you not know who I am? <laughs> but they're like, just put it on the ground. Don't put it, you know, up where everyone can see it. And I'm like, okay. But, um, but they're, so you know that they're stern with their, you know, rule following, but yeah. then all, but then when they pay you a compliment, it's like, oh, yeah, well, I, I take that seriously. Cause you're not the most, you know, you're not just blowing sunshine all over the place. Like you're wagging your finger and also paying compliments. So I'll mm-hmm. take that compliment as for real. Um, yeah. And isn't it nice when as a studio owner, you get that compliment of like, oh, like that wasn't like the dance recitals I've seen in the past. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very much so. Very had, much so. We had one um, grandma come in uh, to the studio after the show and said, I was dreading having to go to my granddaughter's first dance recital. I was dreading it because I grew up or I raised my own kids in dance studios and it was always you know, not enjoyable. It was like Mm. too long solo after solo after solo in a high school auditorium with poor lighting. And, you know, just, it wasn't cohesive. It wasn't a flow. It wasn't like a real show. And she's, and I remember her saying, this was just such a pleasure. And now she's all of a sudden so excited for her granddaughter to be in dance. And I was like, that is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the moms of the three-year-olds are going to think it's amazing. You know, they're going to have a great time no matter what usually, (laughs) but it's like the grandparents who didn't want to be there or the uncle who got dragged along like those, that feedback is like, I don't know, somehow it means more. The last Saturday before the show, one of the moms, I usually work the desk on Saturdays Mm -hmm. and, um, there's a room full of parents. And I usually just, once the kids go up to class, I'll say, does anybody have any questions? Is everybody good with the show? You know, neck, everyone, you know, this, mm-hmm. everybody good. And this one mom, she's relatively new. And she said, um, is there going to be like a program or like a printed list of the lineup? And I was like, yes, I'm slightly annoyed because we've been marketing, you know, buy an ad in the program for like, right. it's like where, why aren't you, where have you been? And she said, oh, I'm just asking because I just want to know when my daughter is going to be dancing so I can go in and out of the theater because she had a younger child. And I, without even thinking of it and in front of the whole room, I was just like, oh, it's not that kind of show. <laughs> and all the mommies in the room were just like, oh, and I was oh, like, oh my God, I was like, no, 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 no. It's not that kind of show. I was like, if you don't think your baby will sit, your toddler will sit through it, then maybe get a babysitter. I was like, we you know, going in and out is frowned upon and none of the kids are released until the finale and blah, 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 blah. And she was like, oh, 
okay. Well, good <laughs> that she asked that question though. And in front of everyone. Yeah. And I really trying not to be snippy, but I'm like, I've been doing this for 30 years and yeah. I am, I am not doing that. No. And we need to teach the audience, you know, a certain etiquette. Yeah, absolutely. You we had, be- we had, um, one, this sweet three-year-old, she just turned three. So she's been two for most of the school year and she is still in diapers. And so the, and I, and I forgot about that. Like if I had remembered that, um, beforehand, I would have said to one of the parents, like, Hey, you should really be the class mom backstage. Um, but they also have a brand new baby. So the dad emailed me and was like, Hey, what do we do about diaper changes? And she also needs a little bit more help with eating snacks and I can pack her a cooler and will the class moms be able to handle that? And I was like, you know what, let me just ask them. So I just sent an email to the class moms of that group to say, Hey, are any of you comfortable with doing diaper changes? We have one dancer in our class who's not yet fully potty trained. Um, she also needs some extra help with eating. Like, can you, can you basically like be her person and pay her a little bit more attention? And like three of the class moms were like, yeah, that's, that's fine. You know, they're three, it's fine. But after Thursday's tech rehearsal, all of the class moms for that group (laughs) contacted me and were like, we need it. We need a parent backstage for this one. Wow. Just because she's such a handful, like she, you know, was not listening to the moms and, you know, just, yeah, she was just kind of a, kind of a mess. So we had our first ever class dad backstage. (laughs) So was she younger than normal or you just were kind of out of practice because of the last two years? I think we were out of practice and she's also like so well-behaved in class because it's only 40 minutes, right? you know, and it's very like, Mm-hmm. Act, it's very, you know, we keep their focus. We keep their attention. We're doing stuff the whole time. Um, she does in class struggle with keeping her hands to herself, but only in a loving way. She's just like, wants to give everybody hugs. Mm-hmm. And so that's like the biggest struggle I have with her in class. But I think in the dressing room, she was just kind of like running around like a wild banshee and <laughs> they couldn't quite contain her. So <laughs> That was like our major hiccup that, and then we had, um, so for our finale, the teachers come on at the end of the finale, but I had one of my teachers calling the show as stage manager. So that meant that the, the crew would be on their own for the ending cues for the end of the finale. So it should have been, we all hit our ending pose lights stay on kids come on other kids come on stage to give teachers flowers and then curtain comes down with the lights still on on stage. And instead it was ending pose, blackout. <laughs> Bye. And I was like, we're not done yet. Oh, so what did you do? I just, I, you know, like I just said, thank you for coming. And then the curtain came in and then we did flowers in the wings. Like it was fine, but yeah. that was our major hiccup and that was it. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. I'd say for a show of. 39 numbers and, you know, however many hundreds of students, I think that if that was our biggest issue, then we, we did pretty good. We did good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad to hear all that. Yeah, me too. I'm not glad to have lost money on it, but it was a great experience for our kids and, you know, families were really excited about it. Oh, they have, there's a digital marquee for for this theater. And so I was, 
they sent me the specific pixel dimensions for the for each side of the marquee. And so I created images with pictures of our seniors. So our oh, seniors God. all got to be up on the marquee. That is, I did their parents just love that? Oh, they loved it. They loved it. You know, I've seen us, I don't remember who it was. So I'm sorry, I'm not giving the studio owner credit, but um, somebody for their seniors also makes like those just, you know, like poster banners that you can just like put in the lobby or whatever. Yeah. That, that's like, um, and I'm not talking like a yard, a yard sign or something, but like, you know, like it's fabric and it's mm-hmm. got the scr- silk screen or whatever on it. And it's got the, the senior's picture and maybe her name. And as you walk through the lobby, it's like, oh, there's Susie, there's Mary, there's, you know, I thought that was. That's cool. That's cool. And I feel like honoring the seniors is like, that's, that's a milestone worth honoring Mm -hmm. and worth putting out there that big and yeah. And just think about how many juniors or sophomores are going to be like, yeah, I'm staying through. Right. I want to be like a queen. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have one girl who was a sophomore this year and she, she was, she's like, I'm already thinking about my senior solo. I already know what song I'm going to pick. I already know the style I want and which choreographer I want to be my mentor and yada, yada, yada. Like she's. That's awesome. I love those traditions that I know really just like look forward to. Yeah. Big time. So what would you say was like your biggest lesson or your biggest, maybe not biggest, but like, what are you taking away from this year's recital that you're going to implement for next year? Um, well, I forgot to do the thing where, cause we do two shows that are identical, except the babies get swapped out. Mm-hmm. So you've got like the bunnies, I'm just making this up, but like the, the Saturday bunnies are in show a and the Wednesday bunnies are in show B. Got so it. when we do the DVD, you'll watch it and it's like the opening number, then it's bunnies, a bunnies, B. And then, so all those kids that are in, instead of doing two separate DVDs, Mm -hmm. they're just edited together. But then I need to decide which opening was better. Obviously if somebody slips or has like a major boo-boo, then that's easy. You just pick the other one. But what if it's just like they, they both were fine, but this one had better energy or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or like, I really loved that one little moment where she twinkled her eye or something. And so I usually make notes in the program during, um, while I'm watching, that's a I'll good idea. Say, you know, show a or show B was stronger. And I co- totally forgot to do it this year. And it's so much time has passed now that I don't even, I don't, I, I it's going to have to, I don't know, just tell them to roll the dice or something. Or let the videographer decide. They've that's seen, what, they've yeah, probably that, seen enough dance by this point to be able to know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I might let him decide. And then the other thing is, even though I have said in the past, I don't want the babies to like enter like to the music, like lights up, babies enter and go to their spots. I hate that because it's hit or miss. Mm-hmm. There's they could do it right in rehearsal every single time. And on stage, one kid's going to have nerves and they're going to be standing behind the assistant. And then they're, or my eye, I can't even appreciate the dance if they're not on their spots. It's like, it's, it's just, it's, it's not even like, I I can't even go further than this. Mm -hmm. So I like them to be preset in the dark 
and then lights come up. Yeah. And Brett, who's our artistic director, was really trying to eliminate the pauses in between, which I really mm-hmm. appreciated. But also in the audience. So there were some things like the, they were preset behind the scrim. The scrim comes up. And then they walk forward. All they have to do is walk oh, forward. Oh, that's still, smart. But still, somebody so, didn't yeah. go straight. There are three. So I, when I'm in the audience, though, I, I, I sense what the audience is feeling in, in those moments. And the audience knows that they're setting up babies. And yeah. there's this anticipation. Because a lot of the people that are there are there for a baby. Mm-hmm. And um, so I can feel the audience like... And then as soon as the lights go up, it's like, oh, and yeah. it's almost like, close your eyes. They're almost ready. Don't peek. Don't peek. And then the lights come up and it's like, ah, so I'm okay with that short little pause mm-hmm. um, as long if it means that the babies are going to be on their spots. Yeah. Yeah. We had one longer than short pause where our three-year-olds were about to go on stage and then one of them had to go potty. Oh. <gasps> Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. And fortunately, Lana was like, is it an emergency? Is it really an emergency? And she was like doing her little dance. And I was like, oh, okay. That looks like an emergency. So we, fortunately there's a bathroom directly backstage. So my assistant just so literally scooped her up and then went to the bathroom and, and it didn't take long. Um, but Wow. We, we were, we were, we were paused for that amount of time. We were like, do we put this, the next group ready? Do we put them on first? But we already had the dots set out on stage and just, uh, it was, but I think once the dancers came on stage, the audience was like, Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's There's why. a lot of forgiveness yes. and the, the rest of your show is super tight and super so tight. well done. Then so tight. It's like the audience, what are they going to criticize? I mean, it's totally forgivable. Yeah, I think so too. Especially if the rest of your show is good. Like you said, when we were like super tight, like one, one dance exiting, the other one's coming on before the next, before the prior students are off the stage. Yeah, it was great. What was was your big lesson learned, if anything? Um, I think just like how out of practice I was and how much work I forgot about, um, you know, the simple things like, like backstage volunteers. I didn't have any of those for the last two years. Um, you know, like signage, like Mm. putting up the schedule of the rehearsals and the lineup of the show and making sure there's enough signs posted everywhere of like how to get to and from your dressing room and those kinds of things that I forgot about until like the day before load in. And I was like, oh no, (laughs) I have to do that too. And, you know, stayed up until two in the morning getting it done, but, and it's, you know, so it all got done, but like, oh yeah, there's a lot more work that I haven't done in the last couple of years because it hasn't been a normal show. Another reason why we need to make sure everything's systematized and not just in our brains. Yes. Because, you know, God forbid something goes wrong with me and I'm not at the show. Right. I don't know, maybe I, whatever, I'm, I'm sick or something. I know my show will go on without me, but what if Rachel who does all the signage and all the this and all of that, like, what if mm-hmm. she got sick or, or she didn't work for me anymore? Then I would, I want to be able to hand somebody a little packet and be like, this is what Rachel does. Yes. Yes. And I'm getting there. I'm like, I created a, a massive Google sheet with my entire to-do list. There's like a, a tab for each category of recital planning. And I just made a big 
big, big, big checklist. And I think I'm just going to kind of like tweak that and revamp it for next year, but it's all there. Good. That's yeah. Cool. That's yeah. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to our little girls getaway next weekend. Me too. Yeah. The six of us plus a few will be in Robin's lovely Florida home in Cape Coral in just a few days. And it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be like sleepover style because we have more mm-hmm. people than we have beds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Robin, you and I will be bunking together. We'll be sharing the master bed. Yeah. Thanks, Casey, because you claimed the king size bed for the two of us on my behalf. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I just want to be the one to say it. Well, I feel like, let's see, the last couple of years we've gotten together, I've been either on a uncomfortable sofa bed mm-hmm. in at the retreat in Florida last year, I was literally sleeping in a closet on a pile of mattresses. Oh, that's right. You definitely <laughs> deserve to be in the kingdom. I think I deserve a bed this year. <laughs> that's funny. I forgot about that. Yeah. It was like blankets on blankets and like a, like a very thin mattress topper. <laughs> yes. In a closet. It literally in a closet. <laughs> And we were all, it was a bed. big closet, but it was, yeah. it was a closet. Yeah. It was like a walk-in closet, but we were, the rest of us were in the, the kids bunk bed, the kids room in yeah. bunk bed so that our retreat guests could have the fancy smancy room. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was funny. So yeah, I'm excited to sleep in it on, on an actual bed this year. Yeah. I'm excited to visit with everyone mm-hmm. and um, reconnect. In Definitely. And um, can't wait. I can't wait either. All right. So what's your heart happy moment? Um, I think it, oh, oh, this one's good. This one's really good. It doesn't have anything to do with Genevieve. Um, <laughs> um, so you know how, and I did post about this already in the group. So some people may already know this, but um, you know how the, there was the other dance studio situation in yes. 2020. And um, a lot of my families were um, lured away, mm-hmm. um, mostly because of COVID protocols and that kind of thing. Um, and it got really ugly, whatever. And people in this community have, you know, trying to comfort me, have often said, like, don't worry, they'll be back. And I did not think that they would because there was just too much bad blood and there was just too much weirdness and, and the world is insane. So um, anyway on Memorial day, I got a, an email from a family that I really, really, really liked that did go down the road. Um, and they were, she was very sweet. And she said, Hey, we never meant to be gone so long. We really just were more comfortable with masks and things. And so we went to the new place and it wasn't a good fit. And then we went to another place in Cockeysville, which is, you know, about a half an hour from here. And, Um, that was this, this line made my heart happy. She said, the classes were good, just not EMC good. And that made me feel good. And then she also said, um, what's really missing is the sense of community. And my daughter really feels like EMC is her home and we miss our home. And would you, would you allow us to come back? And, you know, our, our friend, um, Karen, um, Mm -hmm. Karen, is it Clark? Yeah. Um, she commented on that post and she said, I know you will treat this family with grace. And those words are still rattling in my head because I was like, you know what? 
why wouldn't uh, why wouldn't you oh I wouldn't I I mean I always loved this family and I was very sad when they left and I thought about them a lot and Mm -hmm. um the fact that she reached out to come back was I guess a she was that was important it was a big deal and I said yes you know come back let's talk and when they walked in my office I greeted them with hugs because I was like, that's how I greeted them before. Yeah. Um, and we sat down and we talked and I, I just said, I, you're welcome to come back. But the, the, here's, here's where I stand in terms of if the world goes insane again, I'm still going to do what I did. Mm-hmm. As long as you're comfortable with that, you're welcome. Don't try to change my mind because it's not going to change. <laughs> but as long as you're fine with that, then welcome. And then we, ma- I leaked it out um, to the fam, to the class moms, because I wanted the children not to be, I didn't want anyone blindsided. Mm-hmm. And we live in a small town. So anyway, she started last night and she emailed me again last night and said, thank you so much. Um, all the kids were so excited to see her and she was greeted with hugs and it was like water under the bridge no bad blood. It was like, it never even happened. And the mom really appreciated that. So it's like, that felt good all over. And all I had to do is just like, be a good person. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That's so great. I'm very happy for you. Very good. And she's a good dancer and a good citizen and they're good family. So where's the, where, who, who right. Yeah. It's a win for everybody. So that's great. That's so awesome. So what about you? What's your heart happy moment? Oh gosh, I feel like I have so many with, you know, this time of year with pre-recital, post-recital stuff. It's like all the feels come out. Everybody is like so emotional and excited and appreciative. And um, gosh, I'm trying to think. There were so many things, so many little moments. Um, Trying to think of like one good one that kind of encapsulates everything. I think after the show was over, and this is certainly not like my favorite moment of the whole weekend, but one that kind of stands out is after the show was over and we loaded out and we put everything back in the studio. And, and by that, I mean, we just kind of dumped all the crap (laughs) in, in one of the studios. And then we're like, okay, lock the door, run away, deal with it later. Um, and we went to a restaurant in the same shopping center as my studio to get dinner together. And it was most of my staff, plus my parents and my girlfriend. And it was just so nice to have everybody at one table and to share my appreciation with them and to toast together. And then to like, throughout the meal, talk about, oh, this dance was so good. Or, you know, teacher, this teacher who only teaches on Thursdays, hadn't seen any of the Monday dances. And so for them to be able to see it, like, oh my God, that was so good. And, oh, I can't believe how much so-and-so has grown this year. When I taught her last year, she was this way and now she's the other way. And, you know, just like things like that. And, and to see, um, my, to have my parents there and they're, you know, they're so proud of me and to have my girlfriend there who it was her first time experiencing a recital. And she was so proud of me. And it was just like, Oh, this is so nice. It was just really nice. I'm really glad to hear all that. Thank and, you. And, and we are so lucky as studio owners that we get these moments yes. once, twice, three times a year, yeah. every year. And every it never year. gets old. It, it doesn't. And I think that like my soul was kind of, I don't want to be overdramatic, but my soul was kind of 
really dehydrated from those moments over the last two years because we haven't had them. We haven't had the big recital with the audience appreciation and the, you know, that interaction between performer and audience. We haven't had those thank you letters from parents and the post recital comments and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And like the pictures trickling in from backstage moms of the kids in the dressing room, you know, like that sort of thing. We haven't had that in so long. And I was just like, Oh, Oh, my heart is so full. Like it's not dying of thirst anymore. (laughs) That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, hell is breaking loose in the studio (laughs) over my head and it's actors up there. So I need to go reel the actors in. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It's been so fun to catch up with you. And then for our listeners, thank you for your patience. While we took a little break, we will be back in your podcast feed um, every other week starting uh, in starting now. Starting now, we'll be back every other week with podcasts. We have lots of great interviews coming up with lots of amazing people, and we are excited to share those with you. And so those will be coming out every other Tuesday. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back in two weeks. Thanks, guys. Bye.